Welcome to Confident as Fuck, a podcast for moms who want to feel less alone in the shit show of motherhood. I'll share stories, conversations, and real life advice from moms just like you. We'll tackle the hard things. Think of it as a vent session with your bestie over coffee. But more than that, I want this to be a place you can come for inspiration, motivation, and a little kick in the ass to help you on your way to living your full potential. Moms are people too. So get ready for a no BS approach to help you embrace and love yourself as you become your most confident self. If you're a mom who wants more, buckle up, sister. Let's do this. I think I'm figuring it out. Hey, okay. We got it all figured out. I'm going to try not to be too loud because, you know, as always, my child was just up like wrecking his brother's room in his brother's room when he shouldn't have been but mm-hmm. here we go um I will say like I said I will probably get fairly worked up because I was as I was just putting this slideshow and stuff together over the over the week and I really just have these to help me stay on track so bear with me but I get so fired up about this subject so I wanted to bring this to you for just kind of a little bite-sized like getting started point of um like if you want to change your eating habits like here's how we do that if you're feeling like you've been at war with food um here's a little kind of jumping off point no make a few disclaimers. Uh, you also, I am not going to read all, there's not a ton of words on all the slides, but I'm not going to go through and read. Um, you know, we're big people and we can read through them. I am not a nutrition expert. Uh, what I am an expert in is in my own experience and, um, my own body and what I feel. And it is, those things that I am sharing with you, the things that I have learned, the things that I have implemented that have worked for me. So I encourage you to have an open mind, but also know, like kind of take the meat from this, spit out the bones, take what you want and what you find valuable. What can you apply to your own life? And, um, without any sort of regards, like, oh, this is like the end all be all and know that again, I'm not a registered dietitian. Um, I do have a medical background. I'm a registered nurse, um, but no fancy or name letters behind my name um, as far as nutrition or food goes. And in full transparency, I will be inviting you right after this. I'm going to get it out of the way to the full Make Friends with Food course um, that will be starting November 1st. Um, but regardless of what you do, even if you show up here just for the hour and you decide not to do anything else, I want you to take something from this so you can start implementing it now or tomorrow um, and that you can use these things, whether you join the full course or not. And I'll be sharing a little bit throughout how I might expand on things in the course, just so you have a better idea um, of of what's involved and okay, well, how is this different from the full course? Um, Also number three disclaimer, F-bombs will be dropped. So if you have littles around, put in your headphones. Um, Don't have this, if you're watching the replay, don't have it on super loud at work, just because you you never know, I get fired up and they might just come out. So um, I'm just gonna get this out there, get it over with, and then we'll get to the good stuff. The Make Friends with Food um, course is a four week. uh, This round is going to be a live online course. Um, You will get access to weekly coaching calls. You will have a workbook accompanied by videos each week to go over certain topics and um, help you really kind of expand on some of the things that we're talking through here and really work on healing that relationship um, with food. We'll also have a private Facebook group where we'll get to connect. I might pop in there, do some extra live training, some kind of hot seat coaching calls. Um, That's where we'll get kind of the into the nitty gritty. You'll be able to post your questions. You'll get some personalized um, coaching and then signing up, you will get uh, as a bonus, my meal prep, like a mother workbook, which is really to help you feed your family, healthier food with less stress, because I know how stressful it can be to think about meal prepping and planning and all of that stuff. Um, A few of those things will be covered in the course. Uh, Won't be touching on them here. There's just 
almost too much stuff to go over. But also what I, what I just want to point out is what's different from this course than what I've done or from what we're going to talk about tonight is, or really anything else that you see out there. I, these are tools. So we all have access to many of the same tools. And if we look at these tools, think like actual things like a hammer or paint, these tools can be used differently by everyone. One person might build a house with a hammer. One person might smash car windows. One person might just throw paint on the wall. One person might create this beautiful, really detailed painting. You give me a paintbrush and paint, I'm gonna look, it's gonna look like a four-year-old did it. The thing is with more knowledge, more intention, you can learn to create really beautiful things and it doesn't have to be perfect and everyone's is going to look differently and we're all going to use those tools differently. And so this course is really designed to help you use the tools that you have that have been created by the experts to really help you in that journey to feel at ease around food, to have more confidence in your food choices, to feel empowered by food and to be able to make choices that are going to help you reach your goals. Um, now, early bird pricing is over, but for people who sign on to the webinar, um, you will get a code in the email that I send you after um, for $50 off the course um, through this coming weekend. Uh, so it's priced at $197 right now. With the code, you'll get it at $147 if you order, if you enroll by Sunday night. Um, this is the last time that it'll ever be offered at this price. It's the first time I'm doing it. So um, super low on that. And I'm not sure if I'll ever offer it again with the live coaching aspect. So this would be your chance to get it in. And really the timing, you might think, oh, it's right before the holidays. I want to do this right before the holidays. But what if you could ring in the new year without carrying the weight of like literal and metaphorical weight of the choices that you made over the holidays? Like, because you act like, I feel like I used to act like every holiday, it was like the last time that I'd ever eat like these magic cookie bars or like Aunt Barbara's, my favorite apple pie or all the chips and dip that your coworkers bring in for the holiday party. Like this will be the perfect timing for this because you are going to learn how to enjoy your favorite foods, but also reach your physical goals and not have it be an either or situation. It's definitely more of an and situation and we'll get to do it together. So you'll have more accountability and more support to do this. So again, this starts on November 1st. You'll get an email with all the information. You can check it out if you're here and catch the replay or show up in the webinar live, you will get a code for $50 off um, the course. So got that uh, all out of the way. Now on to the good stuff, why we're here. And I already, I kind of touched on that, but listen, we're tired of feeling bombarded by, and this is kind of just going along with the making friends, like all these eligible bachelors, right? Like there's all these options out there. There's like, oh, there's paleo and there's keto and there's low carb and low fat and like, fuck it all. <laughs> like eat what you want, body positivity. Like there's all this, all of these sometimes very conflicting views and suggestions and opinions. And that can be so hard to sift through. So I'm going to help you kind of get through that. We desperately want to get out of this like toxic on again, off again relationship that so many of us have with food. I know I had it like we're good all week long. And then over the weekend, it's like all bets are off. I'm doing whatever I want. We're treating ourselves because we're good throughout the week. And we kind of reward us, ourselves with that just to punish ourselves again on Monday to be good again. And it's exhausting. And we're also done carrying around the guilt and shame because of the way we food feed our bodies. We are so hard on ourselves because of some standard that we don't meet who, whomever standard we decide. And I'll talk about that in a little bit, but we start to attach that to our character and we judge ourselves and our character and the person that we are based on the food we eat. Like, oh, I was so good this week. or I was really bad this weekend. Kind of like what I was talking about, like on again, off again, like we call ourselves good and bad. And that just 
messes with our whole identity. So more to come on that in a little bit. And we are done caring. uh, We are ready to feel good about feeling good. Like I never thought it would be easy to be around food. I was someone who had a ton of anxiety around gatherings, around um, even going to work around holidays, because I was afraid that I wouldn't be able to willpower myself through it to avoid all the temptation and, and all of these things. And that felt so hard and so restrictive. And it just gave me this ugh feeling. And I was so tired of it. I was like, there's gotta be a way to feel good around food, to not feel like I'm in this constant battle with it. And I figured it out. I feel like I cracked the code. And um, a, a friend and a fellow coach of mine, Jen, she had, she was talking about this analogy. She's like, these bodies are the only ones that we get. Imagine if at the beginning of your life or at one time when you get your license, they hand you the keys to a Ferrari and they say, this is the only car that you will ever own. How do you treat it? See, our bodies are that physical vehicle for us to carry out our life purpose and to be fulfilled, like who we were meant to be and to do all the things that we're meant to do and experience everything that life has to offer and do the things that we love. And by feeding our bodies and treating our bodies well, we get to do more things that we love. It's not about, oh, I love my body. So I'm going, or I I love life. I'm going to do like eat all the things I love and enjoy life. And that means eating all the junk and not having any sort of intention around food versus, you know what, I'm going to eat with more intention and be really conscious of the way I'm eating so that I can enjoy life more because I've, I've done both. I've eaten anything I wanted in a way that was just, I'm going to eat it because I can and it's there and I've eaten out of intention with a conscious making conscious decisions and the second it changed my mind and it changed my body and it helped me become more comfortable in my body more comfortable with my choices more confident all around and I've been able to enjoy life more the other way I felt like shit about my body I felt like shit mentally because garbage in garbage out and I felt like I was almost punishing myself with the food. And so there is a way that feeling good about feeling good, that is our goal. It's not about any sort of number, any measurement, anything. That's it. It's about the feeling. So another little sort of a disclaimer here. If you find yourself saying, uh, well, I'm a really picky eater, so that doesn't work for me, or I just can't do that, or I've tried it before and it didn't work, or my husband and kids won't eat that and I don't want to make five different meals, I'm too busy, it's too expensive, I want you to really take a hard look at things and maybe revisit this later and think that maybe that keyword is ready. Like, if you are not, if you find yourself saying these things, you might not be ready because if you are truly, truly ready for a change, you will find a way through all of these things. You will find a way. And I will give you hundreds of women as proof who have worked through all of these excuses and more. And they figured it out because their goals and feeling a certain way was that important to them. And sometimes it's about feeling a certain way. Sometimes it's about not feeling a certain way. And that'll come in a second too. And if you're not ready, that's okay too. Just make that decision for yourself. Know that I am here and rooting you on no matter what. And if and when when you decide that you're ready, you know where to find me. And I say this all with love um, because I appreciate you and I love you and I allow you your humanity and know that um, there are different seasons in life and uh, life happens. So three things to stop doing to find freedom with food. These are, I'm going to go into more detail um, about all of these things. Stop holding yourself up to someone else's standards. Stop stopping. Stop expecting perfection. And you know what? I just, I couldn't do it. So you're getting a couple bonus ones. And this is what I'm probably going to talk super fast going through this, but also stop judging and stop 
overcomplicating. So feel free also to put in the chat any questions as we're going through. I'll stop in a little bit um, to answer any questions. I can answer some questions at the end if you like. Um, but like I said, feel free to pop in the chat with any um, comments, questions, anything. If you relate, like raise a hand, let me know. I'll be able to see after um, how you guys are feeling. Okay, number one. Stop using other people's goals as your own. Stop setting yourself up to other people's standards. For some reason, we tend to see what other people are doing and just assume that their goals are the same as ours. And then they have the same starting point and that we all have this, the same, the same, the same. We put ourselves in this box and this it's like standardized testing for adults. And so we automatically think, oh, well, if we use and apply their strategies, it should work the same for us. And typically it just doesn't. We're not the same. We are not the same at all. We don't have the same goals. We don't have the same intentions. We don't have the same starting point. We don't have the same bodies. We never will. So let go of anyone else's standards. Society as a whole has some ridiculous AF standards for women, especially, and bodies and all of that. So instead, it's time to get clear. What do you really want? Like, what do you want? I want you to picture Noah from the notebook when he's like shaking Rachel McAdams. Now I can't remember her name from the movie. He's like shaking her. He's like, what do you want? She's like, it's not that easy. What do you want? That's what I picture every time I talk to my clients about this. But so many times we are just kind of going along the hamster wheel thinking, oh, I want this or I want this because we think that's what's expected. It's the standard that's been set and we automatically just go along with it. And it's about so much more than that. Like, I want you to dig super, super deep. Like, not just, I want to lose weight. Okay, one, how much weight? Why do you want to lose weight? Why is that important to you? What does that mean for you? Dig down so deep that you were like, Oh, that hits me right in the gut. That hits me right in the gut. When I first started, I knew I thought I needed to lose this baby weight. And when I started digging, I was like, you know what? I've never felt confident in my body. Even when I was at my goal weight, it's like, so it starts to not be about the weight anymore. And it starts to be about the feeling. And we'll get to that. That'll be on another slide too. But you have got to get so clear about what your goals are without regard to anyone else's. It doesn't matter what anyone else's want. And there is no wrong answer to this. The next thing, learn. Listen, anyone can throw a meal plan at you. And that's great. That's great when you have everything prepared and perfect conditions and the kids are all listening and it doesn't exist actually. Because what happens when you get sick or you're out of town or you have to stay at work late or the holidays come around and you want to eat some of that apple pie, but it's not on your meal plan. So you can't. And then you start this whole cycle. Like what then? Now in full transparency, when I first started really paying attention to what I ate and intentional eating, I set my own standards and goals to follow a meal plan designed for my goals. And it was something that I choose. And yes, I cut out a lot of junk food and there were certain foods and some that I still choose not to eat, but it was on my terms. It was because I had chosen that. And I think that a lot of times at first we have to be really intentional um, in order to get some habits down. And when I talk to my clients, I, I use the road trip and car analogy a lot. And I think, you know, when you're first learning to drive, when you're first learning, it feels like a lot, right? You're like, okay, hands at 10 and two, I'm going to adjust the mirror. I'm going to adjust the side mirrors. It's my seat where it needs to be. Am I turning on the blinker at the right time? Am I stopping in time? Like you are so tuned in. You are so intentional about what you're doing and it feels overwhelming. It feels like so many steps and it feels like, oh my God, I'm never going to get this. And before you know it, it's second nature. And so there are times when you're going to be more intentional and it might feel like you're on a more strict plan, but the intention behind it is key. 
It's not because anyone else said so, or because you think anything is, is bad. It's simply because it's what you are choosing to do. And it's what your goals need. It's what you have figured out what it will take to reach that goal. Because so many times we set goals. Do you know how many clients I have talked to that are like, I want to look like Giselle Bunchen. I'm like, there's only one Giselle Bunchen. And do you know what it takes to look like Giselle Bunchen? Because my guess is you don't know what it takes. You just think, oh, I just like work out and eat healthy and that's it. I'm not going to get into the whole supermodel thing, but <laughs> in that unhealthy stuff that happens. However, when you really know what's involved, you can decide, oh, no, you know what? I'm not really willing to give up my like pizza and beer night. And then you get to make that choice. Take back that power, decide, learn about what it will take. And there is so much information available and there's a ton of free information out on the internet, which you have to be careful of. I'm also happy to recommend resources and programs that are designed by experts. If you've been around me at all, you know, like I use the tools, their tools provided by Beachbody because I align with their values. I love their programs and I learned so much. So I'm happy to share information about that, but you can find anyone that you align with. You can go research and look at experts and figure out what works for your body and who do you really vibe with and, you know, figure out what guidelines for what and when and how to eat based on your goals. You have to have an open mind. And I like to kind of approach this like an experiment. Like I'm just trying out this new stuff. Like I'm just, um, like here trying to figure out what works. And if it doesn't work, I'm going to try something different. You start to pay attention to how your body feels. And this is part of the learning. Like you've got to pay attention. We are so out of touch with our bodies that we forget what feeling good feels like. And you can really start, if you want to keep a notebook, if you want to just put it in your phone, you can do that. Oh, I ate this today. And a few hours later, I was kind of feeling like this, or what did I eat two days ago? Because how you feel today is affected by how you ate, moved and slept three days ago. And, you know, food is really just one piece of the puzzle and it's a huge piece of it, but you can make a huge, huge dent in your progress when paying attention to your food. So this is all part of the learning process. There's not a one size fits all plan and you get to decide, um, those things. And then you have to get real honest with yourself. And this is where you have a heart to heart in the mirror and you decide if it, from all the things that you've learned, what are you willing to do? What are you not willing to do? What are you willing to get up, give up? What are you not willing to give up? And if you have things and you are not willing to do the things that you know it's going to take to reach your goal, maybe it's time to adjust your goal. Or maybe it's time to take a different approach. Maybe it's time to explore something else. Like this is really where the rubber meets the road and the true freedom comes in. Because when once you decide, it's like an immediate weight lifts off your shoulders. When you say, you know what? No, it's not for me. And you like, make like Elsa and let it go. And it's just like one more thing. It's a decision made and it's always there to go back to, but for this moment in time, for this season, you need to get real, real honest with yourself about, am I willing to do what this takes? Perfect. Number two, stop stopping. Seems super simple, right? So if you're putting a timeline on your health, like you're saying, oh, well, I'm going to give it 30 days. And then if it doesn't happen, like I'm done, it's like what, then, then what's the point in even starting? What is the point in even starting? If you're going to give up after 30 days, because I know, you know, here's the thing. We all know what we need to do. This is why you're here. We all know what we need to do, but like, how do we do it? Stop putting a timeline on your health. And we all know like starting is the hardest part, but we still tend to make ourselves start over and over and over because we continuously quit on ourselves 
over and over and over. And you've probably heard the thing like a rocket ship uses that it's the most fuel on takeoff and a, a train or like a, a locomotive burns the most coal going from like zero to 10 miles an hour. But once they get going, that momentum is tough to stop. Even a rolling stop is easier to get moving from than a complete stop. Don't you know? tell any cops that I said that, but you know that that is true. So if you truly want to live a long, healthy life, and this is a lifestyle change for you, keep setting goals. You still have those goals, but use them a little bit more as mile markers and, and guideposts along the way that are reminders to reevaluate as you go. It's not a stop sign. It's not like, oh, stop here. Did you reach your goal? If not, like turn around, do not collect $200, do not pass go. No, you can still keep going, but maybe you're adjusting your speed a little bit or you're adjusting the direction a little bit. These goals can be a reminder like, oh, right, I need to check in. I've been doing this for a little bit. How is this feeling? Do I want to tweak anything to get you know different results? It's like, I'm sure you've seen that graphic of the guy digging for gold or diamonds or something. And you'd seen with his pickaxe and the top part is him like digging. And in the bottom, he's, he's walking away because he hasn't reached it yet. He hasn't found anything yet, but he's like inches away. And if he would have just dug for a little bit longer, he would have found this treasure. And it's the same thing with us. Like, how do you know that one day or one week after you quit, you weren't going to like crest the peak of that mountain and, and, and make it and see some sort of massive, not even massive, but some like tangible change that you've been waiting for. We don't know unless we keep going. So I want you to work on changing your words. So instead of I'm giving up, I'm throwing in the towel, this isn't worth it anymore. Change your words. Our words are so powerful. So say, I will do this specific action until I reach my goal or something better. Cause I'll talk a little bit later about happy consequences, but her goals don't always end up as expected and the results aren't always what we expect. So this leaves you open to not just, it doesn't box you into just one result that's acceptable. And it doesn't box you into one calendar week or month or a year. This is just, I'm putting in the work until I see some results. And then I'll reevaluate and say, hmm, is this better than what I originally expected? Or like, is this what I wanted? How can I tweak? It's about making it longer term, about not having a stop date. Now, how do you keep the momentum going? I want you to set your bar. Now, if you are here, you're ready to level up. So I, a lot of times say, like, set the bar low. Okay, but you're here, you're wanting to level up, you're going to raise it a little bit higher. Okay, like you are, you are here for it. So we're raising it up a little bit higher. And we are going to figure out what is the most I'm going to do on my worst day. The days when you're sick, the days when the baby was up all night long, you didn't get any sleep. The days where survival is your top priority. On those days, what are you willing to do to keep the momentum going? What are the little baby steps that you can commit to doing on that worst day? Maybe it's drinking you know, half your body weight in ounces of water. Maybe it's packing your lunch instead of eating out. Maybe it's eating a vegetable with every meal. Or for me, I have part of my, I call it my confidence code. It's part of what I teach in, in my course, Project Confidence Academy. But for me, it's fuel before fun. So I allow myself all the cookies and all the fun foods, but I fuel first. So I'll get to that in a second also, but that's one of my things. That's one of my bars that I set for myself. For me, I drink my water. I drink my shake every single day and I fuel before fun. And that is the bar. That is so that I don't come to a complete stop because inaction breeds fear. And you know, you are, you know, it's the whole, I don't know. It's a Isaac Newton philosophy in action and motion stays in motion and action, uh, action, a body at rest stays at rest. The longer you stop, the longer it is to get started again. Next, 
make your own rules. I love this. Let's like break all the other rules, make your own, lose all the boundaries. You have permission to eat anything you want. Any self-inflicted boundaries were just that self-inflicted. Unless you have someone tying you up and spoon feeding you and forcing you to eat certain things or not eat certain things, you are in complete control. That means you get to say, I can eat whatever I want. Nothing is off limits. Give me all the carbs, all the fat, all the sugar. Like it's all fair game. How good does that feel? Nothing's off limits. Because when we put restrictions on ourselves, you know, the things that aren't allowed that are off limits become that much more enticing. It's like, I mean, I guess I never experienced this, but I always kind of, you know, you see it in TV or whatever, like that guy or that girl who's playing really hard to get, isn't showing any interest. And as soon as they start showing interest, the person who originally was like going after them loses interest. They're like, oh, I kind of got it. So like it was, it felt kind of bad. And so it was a little bit more enticing. And so when you take that back, that control, we know that we get to make the decision and it takes the pressure off to make the right decision because the right decision is whatever is best for you in that moment. So right now, if you need to write it, type something in the chat and be like, I like no boundaries. Nothing is off limits. I give myself permission to eat anything I want. So those are a few tips to help you stop stopping. Oh, I love this one. This is one that truly changed the game for me. And in a moment, I'm just going to do a little swiggy swig. Stop expecting perfection. You guys have probably also seen the um, graphic that's like what we expect success to look like. It's like a straight line. What success actually look like, looks like. And it's this like wiggly line that goes up and down and up and down and up and down. And you can look at that as a trend and say, okay, I know that this journey is going to suck sometimes. I know that I'm not going to make progress every single day. I know that I'm not going to make the best decisions every day. I also know that I have a new opportunity every single day, really every single moment to make a different decision. And hopefully this kind of helps with the stop stopping because they, they tie in very well together. But a lot of the reason why a lot of why we stop is because we're disappointed. We're disappointed because we didn't see the results that we wanted or expected. We did not get the results that we expected. Disappointment is a result of unmet expectations. So once you know that, you can adjust your expectations to lower the chances of disappointment, therefore lowering the chances of you stopping or that desire to stop because your expectations were unmet. It's like, if you expect your friend to be somewhere at six o'clock, they don't show up till seven. You're like, where the fuck have you been? Like, this is annoying. You're, you're disappointed. You're pissed off, whatever. But what if they called you, you know, at six and they said, Hey, I'm really sorry. Whenever my car broke down, the kids are, you know, pooping on the floor and whatever, I don't know. And uh, I'm running late. Then you have the expectation. They're going to be late. Okay. It's fine. Cool. I'll just chill here and I'll wait for you or we'll reschedule or whatever. It's a very different experience and a different reaction, even like from your gut, different emotions that you feel. So I always encourage my clients, you have high intention, low expectation. So these high intentions means you're going to give it your best every day. And also here's a little reminder that your best looks different every single day because we are humans and this is fluid and this whole human experience changes and we have different circumstances every day. So just know that your best looks different every single day, but your intention is to always be your best. And then have low expectation, have low expectations that things are going to go your way and turn out like you imagined. It's like, if anyone watches big brother, you expect the unexpected. Also know that you have the tools to figure it out and that you have a chance in this very next moment, in the very next meal to make a different decision, to make a new decision, to keep yourself on track, to keep that momentum going. Next, focus on the feeling, not the achievement. So 
how many times have you set a goal and achieved it? And it's pretty anticlimactic. You're like, uh, I thought there were going to be rainbows and confetti and bands and trumpets and banners and unicorns farting glitter everywhere. Like it happens. And this is where I remember, I never bought into this whole joy, find joy in the journey cliche. As I was like, that's a bunch of bullshit. Just give me the letters behind my names. I'm very achievement oriented. And so this is a little bit, this was hard for me. Um, Also side note, like I am not saying that any of this is easy, simple, not always easy. Keep that in mind. Okay. So if you're feeling like it's hard, you are completely normal anyway. So I have always been very results focused and achievement oriented. So I wanted the end goal. Like I said, I wanted the letters behind my name. I wanted the number on the scale. I wanted the metrics that like tangible thing that said, I did it. But when I was so focused on those things, the process felt so heavy and hard and I would end up feeling resentful toward it and honestly, like really burnt out. So when I started having these mindset shifts, instead of focusing on that goal, that end result of say losing 10 pounds, I started to kind of connect with the clarity that I found when I decided what I wanted and what my goals were going to be and why I wanted them. And I started focusing on the feelings and actions that would get me there instead of just expecting that losing that 10 pounds and everything else would come after that. I focused on things like feeling confident in my favorite pair of jeans and having energy to play with my kids at the end of the day and making food choices that helped me push harder in my workouts and lift heavier and feel really strong. And do you know what? I discovered that I could feel those feelings without losing 10 pounds because we expect that achieving this goal will bring us the feelings, which really it works the other way around. You can feel all those feelings right now. You can feel all those feelings without losing a single pound without making a single change to your diet. It's all up here, but focusing on those feelings is going to make that end result kind of naturally happen. It's going to give you more momentum, more drive, more dedication, more motivation to actually reach those goals. And also kind of a side note, like, I don't care if you have a weight loss goal. I don't care what your goal is. Um, eating healthy isn't just for weight loss. There's a whole slew, like weight loss is a tiny, 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 tiny little piece of the pie of the impact that eating healthier can do for you. So I know a lot of goals are around weight loss. And I love that because I'm also very scientifically driven. And I know that, um, weight loss can help with so many other, uh, lifestyle diseases and lots of other health issues. So I just want to make sure that your goal is your goal for your own reasons, not because of anyone else. And if that goal is a weight loss goal, fucking go for it, girl, like more power to you. Let's go. I'm here for it. Um, but these little, I call them happy consequences because when you start to focus on the feeling and the little baby steps along the way, you have all these happy consequences that happen. It's like, Oh, I don't know that that would do that. Like when I started, uh, actually the beginning of the year, I started focusing on gut health and I was following this gut health protocol. And I was like, Holy, my skin cleared right up. And you know what I noticed more when I started, um, when I, became a little bit more lenient and I wasn't paying as much attention. I was consuming more sugar and my skin broke out like freaking 13 year old kid going through puberty. It was awful. Um, but I'm paying attention and I know those things and I'm able to adjust and I'm aware of all those little consequences. So it, it also gives us a way to measure. That's not just the scale. That's not just the measurements. And it's kind of those non-scale victories that you hear people talking about. And those 
those start to be the big things and the big, like big victories. Okay. So those are the three, but like I said, I have bonus things and I'm going to try to keep this in the next like 10 minutes. So I'm not keeping you guys too late. It's also my bedtime. So any questions? I don't see anything in the chat yet. So also like chat away friends, chat away. Um, okay. So if you want more, here's more, let's go. Let's hit it. Okay. Let's stop the judging. We're all very judgmental. We're humans and it's human nature, but instead I want you to picture food as Switzerland. Food is neutral. Okay. Like it has no agenda. It is not trying to tempt you or to punish you. Those judgments all come from our brains, which it's not your fault either. We have just been conditioned to think that certain foods are bad and others are good. And over time, after getting this message for so long from, from friends, from family, from society, we've connected those things to our character. And we've started to see ourselves as good or bad based on what we eat. And it places us in this kind of like black and white thing, which really it, it allows us with like, there's no room for any compassion for ourselves and what we experience as human beings, because let's face it, like food can be comforting, like emotionally. And so many times you hear people like, don't use food as a crutch. Don't emotionally eat, or I'm an emotional eater. And we are humans, like we have emotions. And if you're like me, you want to eat when you're happy, when you're sad, when you're stressed, when you're bored, when people say things like, oh, I'm so stressed, I forgot to eat. What? Like there's a reel, I'm pretty sure I, I need to do it, but it's like, I am so stressed. Like I ate lunch. I forgot I ate lunch the first time. So I'm eating lunch again. Like that's how it is, but we're all so different. We are all having these experiences that bring out emotions. And yes, physiologically, there are foods that will produce a dopamine hit and they make us feel better. Um, and there is, you know, some comfort in that. Now, along with this, it's, I'll get to that in a, in a second, but we can start to see food on a spectrum. This is how I started to see food that it exists on a spe spectrum, not just good and bad. There is this food is like 100% moved me towards my goals. The food on this end of the spectrum, not so much. It's probably going to take me backwards a little bit, or I'm just going to like stay stuck here if I keep eating this and eventually, you know, backtrack a little bit. So I see food on that spectrum, not necessarily as good or bad. And just a little, I've got a lot of side notes here. But I'm a nurse and I love the science of nutrition and physiology and how food actually works in our bodies. And I could geek out all night with you about sugar and insulin and brain health and mood and how it all affects and gut health. And it's so intriguing and fascinating to me. And I know, and I believe it, and I see it every day and we try to ignore it as a society. And I'll, I don't know if I'll get hate for this or what, but there are foods that contribute to like a lifestyle. There's a, there are eating habits that contribute to lifestyle disease more than others. That's just bottom line. If you choose to eat highly processed foods, you know, high fat, like a lot of sugar, those things contribute to lifestyle disease, like uh, cardiovascular disease, which means, you know, your high cholesterol, high blood pressure, your heart's not as effective at pumping, um, diabetes, stroke, like it increases the risk of all of those things happening. And I don't want those things to happen to you. So I don't want those things to happen to me. And if I have any say over it, I'm going to take that and I'm going to take that power and do what I can and what's in my control to help prevent as much as I can. It's not all in my hands, but some of it is. So I'm going to take that and I'm going to control what I can control. And so this is where you have to own your shit. Okay. So this is the question that I ask myself almost hundred percent of the time, especially when I'm not maybe as prepared as I want to be um, with my food. But I always ask myself, is this moving me toward my goals? 
and I answer it, yes or no. If it's yes, go for it, like full steam ahead. If it's no, am I willing to give up a little bit of progress in order to enjoy this food? Yes or no? Yes, I'm willing to give up some progress for it. There's a few things that are always like, this is totally worth it. I'm going to indulge. I'm going to enjoy this. I'm not going to feel one bit guilty about it because it was my choice. When you can own your shit, you let go of the guilt, you let go of the shame. Guilt and shame are saying, I did something wrong. I, and usually it comes with our actions don't match our thoughts and they're not matching, you know, what we truly believe. So if you say, I don't want that, or I can't have that, or like, oh, I'm, I'm fine with it, but you're really not fine because you know, it's not, oh, like good for you and your goals. That's a discrepancy between like what we're saying in our head and the actions we're taking. And that brings on guilt and shame because it's almost like we're lying to ourselves, right? And it's normal for humans with a conscience to feel guilty about lying. So that comes from kind of lying to ourselves and not holding ourselves up to the standard of owning our shit. When you own it, you can be like, this was totally my decision and I'm going to own that. And I'm just going to move on from it. It happened. Move on. If it's, if you decide, you know what, right now in this season, these goals are so important to me. I'm not really willing to give up any progress. So my choice right now is that I'm not going to, and I'm not going to, uh, you know, indulge in that right now. And you get to make that decision, write that down. Is this moving me toward my goals? I should make a bracelet that says that because it's constantly in my head. And I, I tell every single one of my clients that. Stop judging yourself. Let go of the guilt. Food is on the spectrum. It's Switzerland. Okay. Last one. Stop overcomplicating it. Please. I know this is a huge thing for people. We all of a sudden decide we're going to eat better and we feel like we need to revamp our whole kitchen and research and pin a million healthy recipes on Pinterest. And then it starts to feel really overwhelming. And it feels like it's going to take a whole lot of brain power that I don't have. And then you give up before you even start. It does not have to be complicated. Please, please, please. If you take anything away, just know that it does not have to be complicated. I'm obsessed with baby steps. So this is what we're going to do. If you are wanting to eat healthy foods, look for the tweaks that you can make. I typically tell my clients, I start, have them start with adjusting and changing the quality, the quantity, or the timing, not all three at once. You are not going to start eating um, paleo or vegan, perfectly portion size and intermittent fasting. Like any one of those things might work for any you know person based on what they're choosing, but don't try to do it all at once. Please, 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 please start where you are. What foods do you already eat that you can improve the quality of? So this is the quality part. Um, maybe you can make a switch from white bread to wheat bread or white pasta to whole wheat pasta. Maybe you have one serving instead of two, or maybe you just start paying attention to what the serving size is. Oh, start reading nutrition labels. That's part of the learning. Learn about your nutrition labels and what those things mean. Learn all the different names for sugar. Learn what a serving size is. Learn that nutrition over calories. It's not just about the quantity of calories in the food. It's also about the quality and the nutritional value that it can provide. It also looks like maybe eating at the table intentionally with your family, without any distractions, with no phones, no screens around, instead of like sitting on the couch and just mindlessly eating. And before you know it, you've eaten, you know, a whole bag of chips. So <laughs> Next one, choose one new food or recipe every couple of weeks. You're not Julia Child. I'm, I, I love you, but you're, you're most likely you're not. Like for me, if it has more than five ingredients, I'm out. Like if you enjoy that and that brings you light and enjoyment, then go for it. But if you're like me and it stresses you out and just to simplify the product process, because as simplify as much as you can. Choose one new thing every one to two weeks. That's it. You start planning a new recipe for every night of the week. Girl, you are asking for it. 
you are asking for that feeling of overwhelm and all of that stuff to come on and you're just going to want to stop really soon. It's a lot of work. It doesn't have to be that way. Uh, be okay with repetition, with boring, and with trying things more than once. All of those things. If I love it when people come to me and they're like, oh, just like, I love leftovers. I could eat the same thing for breakfast every single day. I'm like, yes. Then we just have to make a couple little tweaks and they're okay with it. Even those little tweaks by less processed food. Like I said, start reading nutrition labels, choose things with lower sugar content. All of those things are things that live on the end of the spectrum that are going to help you reach your physical goals, but it's going to be boring. It's going to be repetitive sometimes. Let go of the expectation. Like I said, that you're going to eat something different for every meal, every day for the rest of your life. Because chances are you're probably already eating a lot of the same things right now. So why all of a sudden do you have to change it up? If you're eating like all the same things now and they're not helping you reach your goals, what's the difference between, wouldn't you still be okay with eating a bunch of the same things and them helping you reach your goals? Like all you have to do is tweak a little bit and you're, you're, you're always gonna have to eat. So why not make those decisions that are gonna move you closer to your goals? And I promise you, if you can't handle changing the little things, you sure as hell won't be able to handle changing the big things. Tough love. Sorry. But those a reminder that those little things turn into the big things. So be okay with boring repetitiveness and trying things more than once. Try cooking things differently. Give it a second chance. Figure out a way that you like to cook something and cook it like that, like over and over until you literally can't stomach it. I will tell you, I could have roasted sweet potatoes. I could, that is one thing I could have every day for every meal. Eggs, also definitely down with eggs. Any type of burger, meatloaf, I'm a carnivore, love it. So, little review. Now the five things to stop doing to find freedom with food. And I changed this up. Stop holding yourself up to someone else's standards. Stop measuring yourself against someone else's goals. Stop stopping. Stop expecting perfection. Stop judging. Stop overcomplicating. Oh, all right. I just opened the chat. Emily, another nurse. Um, travel, uh, struggle with food forever. I'm a hospice nurse and travel all day. I struggle with healthy options because I can't heat anything. So that's to be easy things I can eat as I drive. And Tiffany, I absolutely overcomplicate it and then feel the need to justify when I fall off the complicated wagon. Yes. So here's a, a little like tidbit extra. This is an identity shift. So it's about a lot more. And this is why I wasn't going to promise all these recipes and, and ideas I'm happy to share. Emily, I can email, I'll throw some ideas in the email for um, uh, things that you don't have to you know, heat up, which also like whole foods, baby carrots, cucumbers, like that's a lot of stuff. Those are things that you can you know, easily pack in and yeah, they're going to be boring and they might not be your favorite at first, but are they going to help you reach your goals? Are they going to get you in the habit? Like let it be boring and simple until you're in the habit and then you can spice things up a little bit, but this is an identity shift. And so if for so long we've been saying, I overcomplicate things. I fall off the wagon. I can't control myself around sweets. Those beliefs are so ingrained in our head. That's what we believe. That's who we believe we are. When we start to act out of sync with those things, it's kind of like that guilt and shame thing. Our brains just want to be right. So if our thoughts are still saying, I can't handle myself around sweets. I can't handle myself around sweets. I can't handle my, myself around sweets. And you are trying to willpower yourself to resist any sweets, our brains kind of go into this, what like we usually call self-sabotage mode. And we do things to prove ourselves right. And it gives us a little boost when we say, oh, there's a dessert table and I end up taking, you know, five of everything because I've tried to resist and tried to willpower. And it's this like constant push, 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 push. And finally, like I give up because I don't have the strength to like hold back anymore. And you indulge and overindulge in all of these things. And then you're like, oh, see, 
can't control myself around sweets. And you've proved that thought, that belief right. And that feels good to us, even if it's not necessarily serving your long-term goals. And so our brains are really tricky and they believe whatever we tell them. And that's why these words and these things that I want you to start telling yourself is so, so important. Because as you change your thoughts, you'll change your feelings. As you change your feelings, you change your actions. As you change your actions, you'll change your results. It is, I, I could go on and on and on about this stuff. And this is applicable to really anywhere in life, but especially, especially food. But yeah, um, it definitely does. And so it's changing those thoughts that are going to make the difference versus trying to just like willpower yourself through. That's why, like I say, people throw meal plans and they think, give me a meal plan, like give me a meal plan, tell me what to eat. But that doesn't help the thoughts that cause you to fall off the wagon. It doesn't help, like I said, the fact that you still have decisions to make, whether or not you have a meal plan or not. Like, are you going to be able to make the best decision for yourself when circumstances aren't right or aren't perfect and exactly what you planned on them being? So I want you to arm yourselves with all the knowledge and the thoughts that are going to serve you, even when circumstances, you know, aren't necessarily conducive to fitting everything in your meal plan. I love it. Totally possible. In the end, like I said, and wow, I stayed, I started a little bit late. So I stayed under an hour, but feel free if you guys have any other questions. Um, but I will email the replay out and you'll get a link to the replay. Once that's uploaded, you'll get a link to check out the full course of make friends with food. And I will email a few of, I'll put in the email, some of my favorite resources for things I've learned. Um, I have a couple other coaches in mind who are just amazing mindset coaches and, and help with some of these things. Um, some of the tools that I have used that I've found super duper helpful. Um, so you'll be able to get all of that um, from the email. And that is it. I'm so grateful for you guys. Um, oh, and the uh, code to get the discount on the course. Um, if you choose to go that way, we start November 1st. So a couple weeks and um, it'll be perfect timing to help us and I'll have some of that extra accountability and momentum and motivation to get through the holidays, feeling really good, feeling like we can enjoy the holidays because we feel so good. So um, I appreciate you more than you know. You give me so much life and I just am forever, forever grateful. So I will, I try to figure out how to end this and the meeting. Um, love you guys. Thanks so much. Tell me if this sounds like you. You have a love-hate relationship with food. You love to eat, but you hate how it can make you feel and how much control it seems to have over you. As a busy woman, you feel overwhelmed by how much time it feels like it takes to build better eating habits. Or you're quote, good all week just to binge on all the things over the weekend and you're so tired of starting over every Monday. You hate feeling restricted and want to be able to eat your favorite foods without feeling shame or guilt. You dread social events or going out to eat because you don't think you'll be able to willpower your way through not eating all the different foods. So I want you to join me and make friends with food. This is a four-week live group coaching program, and I will take you through the exact process of creating more freedom, confidence, and ease around food that I did. You don't have to be a nutrition expert or have crazy motivation or willpower. You simply show up, follow my lead, and you will ready you will be ready to confidently start fueling your body in a way that feels effortless and good. So listen, I've been coaching women for over six years and they have all come to me with this desire to feel better and take control of their health and fitness. But I started noticing that 
Even with the best meal plans, courses, and even accountability made available to them, they were still struggling with sustaining healthy eating habits over the long term. They'd be all gung-ho and start some solid routines with all the best intentions, only to have one barbecue or party or holiday come up and poof, they throw in the towel on the whole thing because they thought they screwed it all up. We have been so conditioned to believe that foods are either good or bad, that we are good or bad, depending on what we eat, and that our bodies and how they look somehow determine our worth. I want to challenge it all and help you do the same so that you can finally feel free around food. And we are bringing all the efforts. There's no guilt or shame for enjoying your favorite things and you don't stress over making the wrong food choice or quote fall off the wagon anymore. Here's the thing. It's not just about the meal plan and which app you're using to track calories or macros. It's literally all in our heads. And what most of us are missing is a mindset to help us not only create new habits, but truly believe in them and ourselves. Listen, if you're like me, you have hundreds of healthy recipes pinned over on Pinterest that you've never actually looked at or cooked. So here's what you get when you join Make Friends With Food. You'll get step-by-step video guides to help you heal your toxic relationship with food. You'll get a workbook to walk you through each step that accompanies the videos to help you leverage the power of pen to paper. It's legit science, people, okay? You'll get access to our private Facebook group where you can connect with other like-minded women and you can tune in to the live coaching calls where you can get your questions answered and get a little bit more personalized coaching. You'll get lifetime access to all the materials, all the videos, and the Facebook group. Once you buy, they are yours for good. And as a bonus, you will get my meal prep like a mother workbook to help you really nail down the tactical steps to ease the stress of planning healthy meals for your whole family. Now listen, once you have completed Make Friends With Food, you're going to be able to eat with confidence. You'll be able to get rid of the stress of not knowing how to eat for your goals, and you'll gain more confidence when it comes to making food choices that will help you make long-term progress. I want to help you let go of the guilt and repair the toxic thoughts that you that you have that are resenting food and turning to it for comfort and have it say so much about you and your value as a person. You're going to learn to use it as fuel for your mind and your body. And I want to help you drop the overwhelm. You'll learn simple ways to make better food choices without a ton of complicated recipes or calculators. Listen, the simpler it is, the more likely you are to take action. So how's the course run? Well, you sign up, you'll get an email with a few links to get you plugged into the Facebook group, the workbook, and to get your bonus downloads. You'll even get a YouTube channel link where all of the videos will be uploaded forever and ever that just that you will have access to. You simply click the link, get to work, answer all the questions, get involved, and get ready to work. You don't have to be a nutrition expert. I really want to teach you kind of the quote, soft and hard skills to be able to approach food. It's the mindset shift and the day-to-day habits and skills. Like how do I actually meal plan or what do I actually buy for me and my family? But no training required. If you're busy AF like I am, you will still be able to fit this in your life. Absolutely 100%. You can come at this however it works for you. If you want to keep up with all the live trainings, go for it. If you want to wait till it's over and binge all the content after, solid. If you'd rather pick away at it at your own pace, go for it. All I ask is that you show up for yourself. And if you want more, if you're feeling like you need or want some more one-on-one support, ask me about one-on-one coaching or grab the bonus one-on-one coaching session to help you get a personalized action plan right now. Just like I talk about in this episode, It's time to stop quitting on yourself. In the Make Friends with Food mini course, I will teach you the exact mindset shifts and tactical strategies that I used to heal the toxic relationship that I had with food. I will warn you, we're going to get deep and you're probably going to feel uncomfortable and it's going to be hard at some point, but I promise you will find 
a freedom and ease and an appreciation for food and what it does for you. You will be well on your way to being able to eat the food you love without guilt and still reaching your fitness goals. So what do you say? You in? I cannot thank you enough for hanging out with me. If any part of this episode had you aggressively nodding your head saying, me too, or gave you a different perspective or just helped you feel a little less alone, I would love it if you left a review or shared it with your best mom friends. Screenshot and tag me on Instagram so we can connect and I can support you. We need to get this message out so that more mothers like you know their worth outside of changing diapers and the school pickup line. It's time we reclaim the confidence inside of us, messy bun and all, and show our children and the world what we're capable of.